it's really hard to go back to projects you haven't been involved with for quite a while and pick up from there. Um, and yeah, I got a couple of projects that are exactly like that. One, a writing project, which I'm hoping to get seriously started on and, uh, a, a return of my game. I'm going to be trying to run my session, run a session of my game tomorrow. It's been over two months, I think, since I last ran a session, I think. First time in the new setup, so we'll see if the technology finally gets out of my way. But uh, in trying to refresh my memory on where we were and what's going on, it, it something I've struggled with throughout the last, what, I've been running this campaign for, what, seven years, I think, something like that? Yikes. And uh, I've, I've tried... A, a few different things on, on how I can structure the notes and structure the campaign. And, and the, I, I find it doesn't quite come together. It's one of the areas where I'm, I'm least satisfied with, uh, whatever efforts I've made in organization. It's not bad. There's a, there's a rhythm to it, but I don't have, and, and, and I've, I've read a number of books on, on campaign organization. None of it seems to stick all that well. I've got a number of books more that I want to read, um, and I haven't got back into the regular reading. But um, none of it feels satisfying to give me the kind of structure that I feel I need. And I think that's, that's going to end up being an individual choice, how I need to structure all of this. The same thing with writing, too, as I'm going back and, and – with many things, um, if I'm if I'm able to consistently do a thing and be in it and dive into it, I can get a lot done. I can keep it organized. It's it's fresh in my mind. It's um, it's all up there, and that's the problem. It's all up in my mind. It's not. Uh, I I can't. I don't have an overview, for example, of the story that I'm trying to adapt. I I don't have um, the set of plot lines. In a, in a good coherent way that I can overview in my own campaign. And, I, and I've seen some great advice on that um, about the idea of having, I think it was Apocalypse World, which had kind of each plot has a name and it has a trajectory and it has faces and it has next steps and all that sort of thing. And then you might have four or five of those go on, going on at the same time and then you... You know, when it comes to prep for the session, you simply look at where all the statuses are at. You update them to see if they, because they, they continue on in parallel with what other players are doing. Uh, and then you see what manifests from there. And I've struggled with, with structure in, in role-playing games a lot. Um, I've seen some, I've seen a, a, a lot of different GMs handle it in different ways. Some it's very chaotic. Um, what are you doing today? Roll some dice, look at some tables. This is what you're doing today. You don't necessarily see that as a player, the best of the GMs who, who run it that way. You never notice. Um, you, you think, wow, what a, what a, what a cool, unexpected idea that we're, we're encountering. And with others, it is, there's a story I'm telling from start to finish. You're involved in the story. Um, it is your job to be reactive to the story. It's your job to to pick up on the clues, portray your characters going through it. But essentially, it is on rails. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and I think a lot of players actually appreciate that. My style tends to be very chaotic. 
I have a large vision of the world in place, and I have a whole lot of things going on that aren't really determined until they've already happened. Uh, a lot of details for me come out during play. No matter how much world building or backdrop that I've done, it is always about being inspired in that moment, which is, it's got its, its good things. When I'm inspired in that moment, it can be a lot of fun. It's very dynamic. It's very responsive. It incorporates whatever has just happened perfectly. Well, maybe not perfectly, but certainly a lot more uh, effectively than if I tried to sandwich in whatever just happened into some plot that I've created. But when gaps of time like this come up, when it's been a couple of months since the last session, and the last session, by the way, ended in the middle of a conflict. Um, the last two sessions actually ended in the middle of a conflict, and then there was a gap, and then we came back, and I had to re-engage with the conflict, try to continue to have the the pressure of the conflict on, um, but at, at the same time also recognizing that we didn't leave off in the best of position. So I'm going to, in, in terms of, of the coherence of the story in the game, so I have to, to, to revisit that. I did that previously. It was a, a big a puzzle that they were involved with, and they were starting to get the gist of the puzzle, the mechanics of the puzzle. Um, it was a, a room of four quarters. They had to move through the room in a certain sequence um, and find a certain set of things and put them in the right order. Um, and they had figured it out, but it would have been the mechanical thing of just going through all the stages. Instead, I wrapped it up with a few rolls when we returned. Instead of going through, like, they had basically figured it out. Um, and it was mostly how much... How difficult is it for them to actually execute the plan they now understand? Similar for this one, in the last session, I had actually um, not prepared deliberately a subsection, which was there are these six spots which have troubles with them. I've given you general ideas of what these magical machines are like. You tell me what the problem is. Tell me the skill that you're going to, your character is going to use to overcome the problem and then roll it. Nothing more complicated than that. Basically handing over the talking stick and saying, as a player, you get to do this. Now, I've had this handed to me a number of times, and I know it can be a bit of a heart-stopping moment because you're not in that mode of creation. You're in the mode of, of living inside a character's head. You're not stepping into the meta most of the time for most players. At least it is for me, and I, I think I've recognized sympathetically what's happening to other players when it's happened. And that, that, I, that threw me for a while because I do know that I can be creative. I do know that I run games. I do know that I world build and, and create all these wonderful things. Realizing it's a different mode, which I just did a minute ago, um, explains a lot because – and this is where a lot of games that I've been experimenting with recently kind of have this different perspective. Um, at uh, Enbicon, the gaming convention back in September – I ran an episode of Brindlewood Bay as well as a part of an episode. Yeah, it didn't quite resolve. Well, I didn't really get into it. Um, of um, shoot, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's another car from Brindlewood ga game by the same people. And uh, um, oh, it's it's going to bug me until I look it up. Uh, anyway, both of those games are explicitly controlled by the players. 
the the GM or story keeper in those in those games is there to facilitate what the players come up with uh, and to play out the parts that the players aren't playing. Oof, that was a weirdly plosive phrase. Essentially, um, you give almost all the narrative control to the players um, up to a certain point. Um, and, for example, well, it's not even t- entirely true, but... That is kind of the essence of it, that you are are handing over a lot more understanding of the meta so that um, players play their characters as if they are writing them for a TV show. That's kind of the analogy that's being used there. There's other games which do this even more. And I think it's that transition into the meta. It's It's that having a foot both in the immersion of the character as well as in the the higher level of the gameness of it, if you will, which I think throws some people and is not a game style that everybody wants to play. And I'm not entirely sure which ones I prefer. I've certainly had both. I do like to deep role play. I really like to see the world from the perspective of my characters. Um, And it can throw me a little bit when there's a, a meta stage involved or when I'm setting up a scene that my character's involved with. I, I totally get that. I'm starting to get over that with practice. Um, but it was something that threw my players. They, they really weren't, uh, happy about it. They really weren't, uh, um, they really weren't able to climb over that wall very easily. And I get that. And so I'm going to, I've now devised the remaining puzzles, um, so that they don't have to do that. Now they, they can simply do as most, most, uh, um, most games are where they're reacting to the scenario that's there. I do have solutions for these particular puzzles, but I'm I'm hoping that there's some open-mindedness and it becomes an interesting intellectual challenge. Meanwhile, there's still a raging battle going on around them, so they can also choose to engage with that. It's deadly and dangerous and the characters are very much in a dire situation. They have to they have to find a way to to move through. Otherwise, it could be very bad for them. Um but again, reacquainting myself with with why are they there? What is the ultimate goal? This is the end of a chain of of scenarios for me um, and then returns back. So it's a long end of a branch of things that they're doing. It introduces a few more things. It gives them some appropriate loot. It uh, gives them some experience and understanding of the universe and then basically shunts them back to the branch where this started, the, the trunk really. And then they have to venture forth again to figure out what happens next. Now, I don't tend to be someone who says to the players, well, you just finished that part. Now you should probably move on to this part. I don't do that. And, I, and I've been struggling to figure out if I should. I've got a book that I, I just picked up. I haven't had a chance to read it, but it's basically called Pro, Proactive Gaming. And that is where a lot more of that is is more explicitly given out. A lot more of that is is uh, is set up. Um, I'm hoping it's also going to really talk about the player perspective of that, how you can bring something halfway um, and offer it. Um, and we'll see. Regardless, it's getting late and I need to sleep. I need my beauty sleep, so my brain's in the right place to try to run a game uh, tomorrow. We shall see. I've been wondering out loud. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. And it's not exactly nervousness, 
that I'm feeling. It's that sense of, did I study enough for the exam? Now, I, I didn't study much for exams. I was one of those annoying people who just remembered things. But I also knew that the further I got away from the material, the less I remembered of it. So that's where I'm at right now, feeling like I need to study, never really having developed the right study skills or note-taking skills or organizational skills. Even though I write a lot, I take a lot of notes, I, I, uh, I organize a lot of things. Um, but this one, I don't have enough time to do that with. I don't have enough time to spend outside of game in non-distracted ways. I will say I watched an episode of Zach Baggins haunted museum, impressed an episode of the new, um, uh, John Carpenter's, uh, show, which I can't remember the name of I'm a little less impressed. Uh, and uh, the first episode of Watership Down, because it came up at random, and I thought, what I, I should actually see what this thing is. wasn't really impressed with that either. It's the modern one. I know there was, a, I believe, a movie before. So I was distracted. <laughs> In any case, post-game or not, um, tomorrow I have a bunch of things to do to get ready to, yeah, for a bunch of things. So I will talk about it then. I'll talk to you at the end tomorrow.